We are now just days away from Super Bowl 53, Rams, Patriots. But is it fair for NFL fans to be sick of the Patriots being in the Super Bowl? Plus, is there more pressure on Tom Brady or Jared Goff for Sunday? And a Rams quarterback made some, make some, uh, we'll call them interesting comments on Tom Brady. And in the NBA, will Anthony Davis be traded before the trade deadline? And in Boston, should they be concerned about the Celtics' future? It all starts now. Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Friend. Here on a hump day, there is plenty to get to as we edge closer to Super Bowl 53. I'll also have a big announcement at the end of this one. But first, let's throw two and a half minutes on the clock for the New England Patriots being in Super Bowl 53. And this is a topic I've wanted to get to ever since we knew who was going to be in this Super Bowl. Because inevitably, as soon as the Patriots made Super Bowl 53, what did we hear? <laughs> I don't want the Patriots to be in another Super Bowl. I don't want them to be there. This is annoying. They're too great. It's rigged to see what some people are saying. But wah, 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 wah. That's all I've heard. Listen, if you are sick of the Patriots being in the Super Bowl... I have two main points with the second one being a lot more important. One, there's 31 teams that have, well, really 15 other teams in the AFC that have something that they can do directly to impact this potential result. And year in, year out, they don't do it. And if they don't do it this year, a year in which the Patriots had a down year all the way around, then I don't know when they're going to be able to get their head screwed on straight. But more importantly, this is my message to NFL fans and really sports fans. Respect greatness. Respect it. Listen, I'm not saying you have to love it. Hell, I perfectly understand and have a ton of empathy if you don't love it. They've been here so damn often. They've probably caused you and your team some pain. To be clear, I'm a fan of the NFL, not any NFL team specifically. But they've probably caused your, caused your NFL fan or team that you root for some pain. So I'm not asking for you to love them. But if you don't at least respect, hell, you certainly don't have to root for them on Sunday. But if you don't at least respect the greatness that is the Patriots, I don't know how you are a sports fan. You look at all the greats right now in sports. The Patriots. The Golden State Warriors, the Boston Red Sox, LeBron James. What do they all have in common? They're getting hate constantly, which literally this has always baffled my mind about sports. Don't we watch sports for great moments? And haven't those teams and individuals given us those moments? And yet we hate on them so much? I mean, listen, people have tried to explain this to me. I'll never get it. Why people disrespect greatness so much. What I really don't get is the people who are like, hmm, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm not going to watch because the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? The stats prove 9 out of 10 of you are going to watch. Two and a half minutes on the clock. Let's stick with the Super Bowl. Jared Goff, Tom Brady. Those are the quarterbacks, obviously. And the question I asked on today's show that I want to answer here as well is, is there more pressure come Sunday on Tom Brady or Jared Goff? 
And listen, I know I know you come here for like the hard-hitting analysis, the real in-depth stuff. So I'll answer the question by saying this. There's pressure on both. Yes, there's pressure on both. Thank you. You're welcome. I know that was really big breaking news. There is pressure on both, though. And I say that seriously because you look at Tom Brady and there is a lot of pressure on him despite, you know, everything that comes along with being a Patriot over the past couple of decades. There is a lot of pressure on him. You're talking about the difference between being six and three in Super Bowls and five and four. That's big. That's real big. Again, listen, he's still going to be the GOAT. There's no doubt about that. Whether he wins or loses, it doesn't really. This is just whether or not he's going to be the GOAT or he's just going to further extend himself as being the GOAT. But there is a little bit of a different ring and a sound to being 6-3 and three in Super Bowls versus 5-4. and four. And on top of that, and more importantly for Sunday, this is one of his weaker Patriots teams that have ended up in the Super Bowl, so he's going to have to perform well. His defense, nobody else is going to be able to carry him come Sunday. But the more pressure, folks, is on Jared Goff. This kid has to be perfect. And I say kid meaningfully. Because if he wins, he would be the second youngest quarterback at 24 years old in 112 days to win the Super Bowl. Who's currently the second youngest quarterback to do it? Tom Brady. So he would overtake Tom Brady as the second youngest quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl. And listen, you can call him a you know, system quarterback. You can say he only is what he is because of Sean McVay, which by the way, to some extent is a very fair statement to make. But he does deserve credit and come for what he's done this season. And come Sunday, well, <laughs> uh, you can't make any mistakes. None. You make mistakes against this Patriots team with this matchup in the Super Bowl, it, it, it's over. It's over. So we'll see how he handles it, but there's certainly more pressure on him. Now, two minutes on the clock for... um. Just quite frankly, a moronic topic. Uh, Rams cornerback Nicky Robbie Coleman, who, Nickel Robbie Coleman, who if you recognize that name, you recognize that name because he was the cornerback involved on the now infamous play at the end of the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that guy, he said just in part to Bleacher Report on Tom Brady, quote, age has definitely taken a toll on him, and quote. I saw this the other day, and I literally, my first reaction, kid you not, you know, I get a lot of breaking news alerts on my phone, just like a lot of sports fans do. I have every single freaking notification set to come to my phone. I get literally well over 150 a day. Most I don't have any reaction to, even to some of the big ones. I saw this, and I literally let out a verbal why. Why? You were so close. LA Rams, you were so close to making it to Sunday without Anybody on your team making any bulletin board dumbass comments? And then what does Robbie Coleman do? Well, I'll give you a billboard and more. Holy hell. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why? And by the way, there's lots of truth in what he said. If you read the full quote, it goes on to say, quote, he's still doing the same things. He's just not doing as much of it. And sometimes he's not the sharpest, but it still gets done. And quote, that's not necessarily untrue, but why? Why? Even he knows because he was asked about it then at media day. 
And what did he say? Quote that was out of context. Even he's trying to be like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Because he knows his Ren's about to be toasted by Tom Brady, who's already so damn motivated by playing this underdog card. And you need to give him more. It's dumb. It's moronic. It seems like every Patriots team falls into some sort of trap like this. And guess what? It almost never works out. Gosh, did that bother me. Like, oh, if I'm Sean McVay, I'm losing my mind. Like, it's freaking Wednesday. Almost there, and then you do this. Two and a half minutes on the clock. Let's shift gears to the NBA because there's plenty to discuss here as well. And let's start with Anthony Davis. Will he be traded before the trade deadline? Which, for those who don't know, because it's kind of Super Bowl and then it's NBA trade deadline back-to-back, the NBA trade deadline is literally about a week away now. It's February 7th. So things are either going to happen here very quickly or they're not. This is about the highest state game of chicken you will ever see in a sporting profession. I mean, why? The Pelicans are going to say they don't really have the urge to trade him now and that they're willing to wait when that might have some partial truth, but not necessarily full truth. And other teams are going to say, you know what? We don't need to give him now because we can trade for him in the offseason. And it's going to be a high state game of chicken all the way around. And listen, I think there's really three teams that have real shots at actually trading for him. There's going to be plenty of teams thrown around because any team would be interested in Anthony Davis. But the three teams that I think have a real legitimate shot are the LA Lakers, the Boston Celtics, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Anybody else, I'm going to need some serious convincing on why Anthony Davis would be traded there. Now, listen, I'm fully willing to admit that the Bucks are a long shot. All right, there's no two ways around that. They're a long shot. But I do think they have some assets if they want to get it done. And, oh, just the idea of Giannis Antetokounmpo and Anthony Davis playing together gives me the hibby-jibbies like there's no tomorrow. Like, I would love to see that happen as an NBA fan. But I fully recognize the two way more likely chances are the LA Lakers and the Boston Celtics because they have the assets. Now, here's what make, makes this super, super interesting. The Celtics can't do it right now. And if you haven't heard it, it's a rule called the Rose Rule, which I will spare you the popsicle headache of giving you the details. But essentially, the Celtics literally cannot have Anthony Davis and his contract on their roster unless they either sign Kyrie Irving to a contract extension early before this offseason or trade Kyrie Irving. Otherwise, they're going to have to wait till the offseason to do this move. So that makes this interesting on top of the pressure on the Pelicans. That leaves the LA Lakers as the most likely target. There's a lot of NBA folks who do not want to see that to happen. But if I am the LA Lakers, I am going in there. I am offering Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Avika Zubik, Zubak, damn, I butchered that name, and two first-round picks. Yes, I'm offering four players two first-round picks and beg them to turn it down and see what happens. Because if I'm the Lakers, I don't want the Celtics to get involved in this because they can make just as good, if not a better offer. But on the flip side, Pelicans, the LA Lakers offers, they're going to be concrete. The Celtics can talk to you, but they can't make any moves unless they're willing to trade Kyrie Irving until the offseason. So I am fascinated to see how this goes down over the next week. Now, 
two and a half minutes on the clock for the Boston Celtics future. Should there be concerns? I ask this as, according to Yahoo Sports, there is quote-unquote uncertainty about Kyrie Irving re-signing now this offseason. And again, as I just said, they cannot get Anthony Davis in a trade until this offseason most likely. Here's the thing. Between now and this offseason for the Celtics, this is it. This is it. This is their next five to ten years. And I don't say that as hyperbole because this is it. There's so many big things you have to do here. One, you have to get Kyrie Irving to resign. You can't let him walk. And Mr. Mercy also wants to reunite with LeBron. You cannot let him walk. You have to get him to resign. A and foremost. B, you got to get that second guy because as has been shown now here this year in Boston, and Celtics fans know this, he isn't a leader. He might be able to be a number one on the court, but he doesn't have that leadership. He needs another guy. And on top of it, you have two players who are declining and you owe a lot of money to. Gordon Hayward has never been the same since that injury, and I get it's not that long of a timetable, but if you use your eyes, it doesn't look like he's going to be better anytime soon. And Al Horford's declining, and you owe those two guys $157 million between now and 2020. And on top of that, Tatum and Brown, your two young guys, Tatum's taken a bit of a step forward this year. Brown has probably taken a bit of a step back. This leaves a lot of question marks. Done. Like, the Celtics have gone from what many tanking teams wish they could go from, which is <laughs> tanking, getting graphics, trying desperately to rebuild to the point where they are now a playoff team. They are a consistent playoff team. They are a playoff team that oftentimes, as currently built, will win around. But getting from there to a championship team will be the hardest step yet for them. And these next six months for them are, it's it. That's their potential championships, but their other potential is having to go through another rebuild. All right, I mentioned I had an announcement. I wasn't kidding. Um, For those who have been listening to this podcast, well, for any time longer than about a month and a half, you know I had a Sportsnick radio show um, from about September until about the end of December. Um, I am very happy to announce that that Sportsnick radio show has been renewed. Yes, Sportsnick radio show has been renewed. It used to be Sundays from 8 to 9 a.m. It will now be Sundays. 10 to 11 a.m. So you can sleep in a couple extra hours. You can get up at a reasonable time and talk sports with us. Um, it's it's a fun time. It's always a fun time. I will be posting the details on how you can listen to that both below as well as on my Instagram, NickFriend24, my Twitter, NickFriend24. I mean, you'll see it everywhere, but essentially you can watch it live on my Facebook page, Sports Nick. You can watch it live on my YouTube channel, Sports Nick. You can also listen to it live on VICradio.org. You can also call in. All that information will be out at some point today. And the first show is this Sunday. So we will have a Sunday Super Bowl hour radio show breaking it down and hopefully talking to some of you if you want to call in. That is the podcast. Earlier today, the Sports Nick show. Tomorrow, another Sports Nick show and podcast as we edge closer to Super Bowl 53. All right, thanks everyone. Have a good night, and I'll catch you tomorrow.